Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Facebook is launching an Instagram placement for the destination ads for Messenger. One of the big features that we've always wanted is to say, how much did we spend and how much did we make? The strategy here is to do a simultaneous Facebook Live on your public Facebook page and also on your private Facebook group. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello and welcome to episode number 107 of Perpetual Traffic. On today's episode, we're going to be doing a little update episode. We do these every couple of months and there's always random changes within Facebook. And so today we're going to be talking about some updates and really just some cool stuff to be able to really leverage the algorithm and leverage Facebook Lives and Instagram. Molly's got some really cool changes and Ralph's got some good stuff. Especially recently, there's been a lot of changes. There's something going on behind the scenes. They're changing things. They're adding different features. They're also probably tweaking the algorithm because as we know, the newsfeed is getting somewhat crowded because there's what, 5 million advertisers on Facebook right now? Something like that. Basically the best, most relevant ad wins in the auction. And the auction happens when you are competing against other advertisers for the first, second, or third, or fourth or fifth position inside the newsfeed. What happens is that Facebook alters the algorithm to show the best, most relevant ads. So we see that inside ads manager and inside power editor when things are kind of going south. When, you know, all of a sudden the circle of death, as, as a lot of people sort of talk about it, when Power Editor freezes up. So this is all just a part of advertising on Facebook because they're constantly changing things to make sure that they maintain the user experience. Once in a while, we'll do episodes where each of us do either a tip 
for an update. And that's what we're doing this time. Molly's doing her own over in Austin, Texas. And Ralph and I are together here. We're kind of on a little road trip here. We just finished War Room, Digital Marketers Mastermind, mm -hmm. which was in Newport Beach at Pelican Hill. And today we're actually down in Rancho Santa Fe. We just finished an all day intensive with a client. This is episode 107. So let's get right into it. Lots of changes happening lately. I have heard of some pretty interesting things like Facebook's going to start rolling out shorts like Netflix, like yeah. little shows. That wasn't actually one of my tips. It's interesting though, because I mean, that is yeah. a content creation. I mean, I think they're trying to get into sort of the Netflix, Amazon Prime game a little bit. Original content being broadcast on Facebook. Anything they can do for people to basically live on Facebook. So, I mean, Facebook is constantly reinventing itself. You know, the reason is, is that they've got this enormous user base and they want to make sure that that user base stays. Even as ad load and more advertisers, like those of you that are listening today, as well as ourselves, you know, continue to jockey for our place in the in the auction inside the newsfeed. So Facebook's in a tough spot right now because they have so many advertisers, so many ads that want to grab your attention, but they also have to make sure that it's not just an ad platform. It's actually relevant content, useful content, and original content like Netflix and Amazon right. Prime. So think of Facebook as a media company. And then interspersed inside that media is the ads. All right, so let's get into it. So what we're going to do is we're going to have Molly kick it off with her tips. So enjoy those and we'll be back in just a second. Hey guys, Molly Pittman here. I have some updates for you. They're pretty simple, but very exciting. So the first is that Facebook is launching an Instagram placement for the destination ads for Messenger. So rolling out across ad accounts now, you will have the ability to show an ad in someone's Instagram feed that when they click on, it will open inside of Facebook Messenger. So it's the same thing as the destination ads that you see in your Facebook news feed. This is just adding Instagram as another placement, which is exciting, we'll be able to reach more users with those click to messenger ads. The second update that I have is also around messenger and also around placements. So right now, Facebook is testing a new placement inside of Messenger. So they're testing it in Australia and Thailand right now, uh, but I have a feeling that they'll be rolling this placement out to more advertisers soon. But basically, the concept is that your ad is shown inside of the Messenger platform. So when you open Messenger, you see different people that you've chatted with at the top. You see people that are active. And in between those two sections, we will actually start seeing a sponsored content. So this isn't just for Messenger ads. It could go off to a website or it could be an offer or whatever type of ad you're running. But this is going to help us overcome the ad inventory problem that Facebook is facing right now. So as the ad platform becomes more crowded and more advertisers are, are buying ads, Facebook's definitely going to be looking at other places where they can show, you know, users ads. So on the home screen in Messenger is a test that they're running right now. And I'm excited to see how it goes.
Hey, so this is Ralph. So with number two this week on Facebook updates, I've got a couple of things for you relating to audiences as well as some ways in which we're able to select multiple ad sets to increase ad budgets, to scale up campaigns, as well as a really cool tool inside reporting that'll now allow you to actually see your return on ad spend. So let's get into the first one. So first off, inside audiences, if you go into your ads manager and you select audiences, the first thing that you'll see when you go into that particular part of ads manager is a big blue button which says create audiences. So inside create audiences, and in some of these accounts, you'll actually see an entirely new header on the top of the ads manager, which is in limited release right now because I think there's actually some problems with it because it actually appeared this morning, but then disappeared this afternoon where you can upload custom audiences or maybe audiences from your Infusionsoft, your Maripost, or wherever it is that you actually gather customer data or purchase data and then assign values to those individual potential customers and then create audiences out of them based upon how much they've spent with you. So for example, let's say you sell a, a $37 product, but maybe you want to you know, target people who have purchased multiple times well, this new feature inside Ads Manager, which seems like it's in beta a little bit, will allow you to actually upload customer value, a customer conversion value through your CRM and then create a custom audience, which you can then target for other purchases as a website custom audience for retargeting, or you can use that as a base audience for a lookalike audience. So if you don't have that feature quite yet, it actually was in the Ads Manager today, and this was part of the presentation today, and then it completely disappeared in the afternoon. Definitely check that out. And if you've got those uh, CSV files from your CRM, I would definitely upload them and, and see how you can use that. So that's a really cool feature, brand new from Facebook. So for those of you who maybe don't have that, one of, I think, the, the coolest features of creating custom audiences is going into the same part of Ads Manager, which is the asset library. So as you go over to the way left-hand side of Business Manager, you can sort of go down to a drop-down menu and click on audiences. And inside that, you'll actually see the same thing, create audiences. And when you drop down inside create audiences, you'll see a section for create audiences. And underneath the part that actually talks about, you know, activity on your website, you'll be able to go in and if you're using certain conversion metrics, like let's say you're using the purchase conversion metric for uh, for, for logging in purchases, whether it's like a tripwire offer, whether it's a core offer, whether it's an upsell, whether it's a, your a Slack adjuster, whatever it happens to be, maybe you actually have a business where multiple purchases happen all at once you can actually do a drop down inside that create custom audiences for purchases for people who have purchased in the last 180 days, maybe 30 days, maybe 60 days, and then select those who have actually purchased more than once, maybe twice, maybe three times, maybe five times. So we've done this on multiple cases inside our ad accounts, and we've created these sometimes small custom audiences and sometimes larger custom audiences that you can then use to retarget for your products through website custom audiences and through retargeting. But more importantly, you can use these as seed audiences for lookalikes. So lookalikes, as you know, they take that 
seed audience, that data that's from those individual customers. In this case, it's actually seeding from Facebook data. And then they will find, once you actually say, I want to create a lookalike audience off this seed audience, Facebook will go out and find other people in the US, a 1% lookalike audience is about 2 million people. They'll create other people that look like that audience that just purchased your product two times or five times or 10 times, whatever it happens to be. So super powerful ways in which to target the right types of audiences to get the conversions and to get the results that you want from your Facebook ads. That's not a brand new feature, but it is a feature I think a lot of people don't understand and probably have not seen inside uh, the audiences tab. I think it's a really cool feature. But I also think it's one of those features where you have to be weary, right? And understand the algorithm, right? So understand that if you're going to be doing something like this, you need to have the necessary volume of conversions, yeah, right? So for example, if you're trying to create a lookalike audience based off of your customer list of a thousand people, but you have a website visitor list of a hundred thousand people, that 100,000 people is probably going to be better, right? Because it's there's so much more data. Typically, the more data they have, like we actually created a bunch of custom audiences for this particular metric this morning. You know, people who have hit the add to cart page more than once in the last 180 days. For whatever reason, Facebook said it wasn't a big enough audience. So you have to test this. You have to sort of check it out. So we created probably about 20 or 30 different audiences this morning and about 10 out of the 30 actually populated. So you just don't really know. Some of these things are actually sort of in beta and it's not completely fleshed out. But the point is, is it's other ways in which to target people. And then the big thing is, is not necessarily using that audience to send ads to, but using that seed audience to create a lookalike Well, that's what audience. I was talking about. That's the big thing. Typically, the more data they have, the better the audience yeah. does. But you want the most relevant audience. So obviously, if you can get more from Facebook like you can here, yep. a more active customer. It's like Frank Kern always talks about dynamic behavioral response. And that's what you're doing here. So you can have different messages to different people based on the action that they've taken, or you can create more highly relevant cold audiences, which is the lookalike audience based on your seed audience of people who have taken more action or bought more uh, of your products or spent more money. But remember, if you don't have a lot of data, you've got to just understand that. So try to pick something where you have enough data to give Facebook to create a good audience. That's all. We did the same thing for people who hit the add to cart page in the last 180 days, like that one populated. And then we could create a lookalike audience off that. But for whatever reason, in 30 days, Facebook wouldn't create a custom audience off that. So we couldn't create a lookalike mm-hmm. audience off it. So it, it, it is a little quirky, but the point is, is that Facebook is trying to track actions inside your store or inside your website as much as they possibly can so that they give you as much data as they possibly can so that you will end up creating these larger audiences to target more cold traffic, to bring them into your sales funnel and ultimately make them customers. So it's just one more example of Facebook just continually tweaking the inside of the ads manager to to make our targeting even better. Good stuff. Love it. So the second thing that I have is really sort of basic. And this is one that we haven't talked about actually at all here on the podcast, but it is 
a badass feature we have been waiting for for a long I just said waiting, didn't I? I feel like I'm talking from down south. I'm waiting. We've been waiting for this for a long time. So one of the big features that we've always wanted ever since we started advertising on Facebook is to say, how much did we spend and how much did we make? And give me a proportion of those two numbers, meaning return on ad spend. So so I spent a thousand. I made a thousand. What is my return on ad spend? Keith Grant's. One to one. One to one. Exactly. Yes. So, all right. So if I spent a thousand, but I made 1500, what is that return on ad spend? It's like 50%. 1.5 yeah. to one. Exactly. So kind of simple math, but stuff that we had to figure out on our own. Not that that math is overly yeah, but if complex. You have lots of ad sets and lots of ads. You can get down to the, you know, granular and all these different ads instantly. That's the cool thing. So this is a new metric. I would say within the last month or two, and you can actually select it. In some cases, when you're doing a website conversion campaign, it auto selects right off the bat. So the default reporting inside Ads Manager, when you actually open up any of your website conversion campaigns, is inside columns, which is over on the right-hand side of the ads manager, it defaults to performance. Now, performance will tell you your primary metric, whatever it happens to be. So in most cases, we use website conversions as our conversion objective for our campaigns. So this would be the default for that. So let's say you've got two or three campaigns. Maybe you're promoting some content. Maybe you're using a clicks to website campaign. And maybe another one, you're doing a like campaign. And then you're doing your third campaign, which is website conversions to get leads and ultimately sales into your sales funnel. So if you click on that campaign, you'll actually see inside that campaign by default, the performance of that campaign, which is the primary metric. In this case, it's website conversion. So whatever you're optimizing for, let's say you're trying to optimize to get more leads, it will show you how many leads you got and how much you spent, what your cost per lead is. So one of the things that we've always wanted is we wanted to be able to assign a value to the purchase conversion value, as well as figure out how much we have spent and how much we've made. What's the cost of our ads and how much, uh, what's the conversion value of all those actions on our website? And in most cases, we want to make sure that it's more than 100%. But this new metric, which actually shows return on ad spend, is a fantastic new metric, which sometimes it defaults to it, sometimes it actually doesn't. But you actually can go inside columns and look at customized columns and find it by typing into the search bar, return on ad spend or ROAS. And what it'll do is it'll actually, it'll say, well, okay, you spent this much and you made this much, your conversion value is this much. So it will give you a percentage, in essence, a return on ad spend number. So for the sake of argument, if you spent $1,000 and you made $2,000, it would be two. If you spent $1,000 and you made $1,100, it would be 1.1. So what we use this for is we actually force rank all of our ad sets by this metric and then figure out which ones to scale and which ones to perhaps reduce budget or maybe even pause. So it's been a game-changing metric for us, especially when you're doing this at scale with lots of different ad sets. And it's a brand new feature from Facebook within the last month or so, which we really love. 
All right, good stuff. Get inside the <laughs> Facebook ads manager, business manager, go check it out. All right, so last tip, I'm just gonna do uh, sort of one and a half here. What I'm gonna do here is uh, first of all, for my update, it's not really an update. It's more of a, just kind of a cool strategy. So I'm gonna talk about leveraging Facebook Live, leveraging Instagram, YouTube, and really these live platforms and really just a quick strategy to be able to increase your ROI from your ad spend. And actually, this can help decrease your cost per conversion and increase your ROI because of the engagement situations. Quick story, a couple years ago, uh, we had a client that got their Facebook page hacked. So for two days, their people were posting like crude stuff, like stuff you'd see on like a porn site, right? So we get an email, Keith, Ralph, oh my God, we got our page hacked. Can you help us? Well, they got their page back about a day and a half later after a bunch of rude postings and stuff like that. And it was pretty brutal, but they got it back and never got hacked again. So they weren't actually an agency client. They were actually a coaching client. So we weren't actively managing their stuff. They were doing their own. And so about a week later, we get another email. Keith, Ralph, my website conversion campaigns before we got hacked were getting $3 leads, $3 cost per leads. Like, I don't know how long they'd been running, but for a while. And she goes, since we got our page hacked and got it back, we are getting $9 to $10 leads. Our cost per lead tripled. And we don't know why. And I remember that email like it was yesterday. It was like two years ago. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew that if you have a page that you are super engaged with, where you get organic, a lot of organic uh, activity, you're just really engaged with your audience. You're doing posts and all that kind of stuff, right? Maybe you built your brand up originally with a lot of hustle. And when you run ads, Facebook rewards you for that engagement. But it was always hard to prove. And then recently we were on a call with a, with a client. We were talking about a bunch of testing that they had done and, and other stuff that we'd done ourselves and basically proved that when you are more engaged with your page, your ads do better. So for example, if you're doing Facebook Lives three times a week, once a week, whatever, every single day, more than normal. Let's say you're doing Facebook Lives. You're also commenting to all your commenters and just posting and just being very engaged and the next week you run ads and you're running, say, lead gen ads to a lead magnet, whatever. And you're spending, let's say you're spending 500 bucks a day. And then let's say you are averaging $2 per lead that whole week. And then the next week you go on vacation for a week and you're not doing anything. Those same campaigns that are running ads, that you have not changed your budget, you're spending $500 a day. There's a good chance those $2 leads can go up to three or four. And we've seen it happen over and over again. If you're not engaged with your page, it can actually affect the ROI of your Facebook ads on campaigns that have nothing to do with that engagement. So that's an interesting point. We still don't have definite, definite, definite proof. Facebook will not admit this, but that's just what I'm going to tell you. We've seen a lot of cases and scenarios like this. So if you tend to your page, it helps. It helps not only your organic reach, no matter what, but it also seems to have an additive effect to your paid advertising. Yeah, that's, that, that should not have any right. effect on each other. Because They're two completely different things. But remember, I mean, the Facebook news feed is crowded. So Facebook they is looking for pages. any little thing to differentiate advertisers. So yep. whatever you can do to potentially differentiate you from your competition, 
whether it's doing more Facebook lives or posting regularly and answering comments on your page, it's going to help your paid advertising. Right. I mean, it's the differences are pretty stark. Yeah. We don't know exactly how much, but try testing it. You know, we'd love to hear from, from you. If you're listening to this right now, have you had this experience? You might be having an aha moment right now and you're like, oh, I had a feeling that was the case, but I'd never actually heard anybody say that in public. I got one tip for you. And actually, uh, I got to give credit to Betty Rocker, Reargit Singer, a good friend of mine and a client of ours at Dominate Web Media. She's a client in our Navigator coaching group. And she actually presented a, a little webinar recently for our members inside Facebook Ads University talking about this. Some other people are doing this. Todd Herman's a friend of mine. He's been doing this. And some of you guys that are really, really like up to speed on social media might be doing this as well. But this is a pretty cool ninja strategy. So basically the strategy here is to do a simultaneous Facebook Live, maybe on your public Facebook page and also on your private Facebook group. Let's say you have a member community like Digital Marketer Engage or like our Facebook Ads University group. And so you gotta have multiple phones. So you might have three phones. So you gotta get another phone. You don't have to have like the best one ever. But basically what you do is you set both phones up or all three. So I'm doing one from my Facebook business public page. I'm doing one going to the private Facebook group, maybe for my members. And then maybe I have another one here that is going to YouTube. So I can do three lives or maybe I got another one that's going to Instagram. Let's say, keep it simple. We're just gonna do our Facebook public page here, Facebook group here, go live at like the exact same time. And then what we'll do here is I will maybe do a 20 to 30 minute talk answering questions and giving love to the private members. Like let's say if somebody asks a question, then I'll call out, oh, hey, Joe, oh, you're a member of Facebook Guys University, answers the question, calls them out, makes them feel good, answers questions and, and all that. And then let's say 30 minutes in, I'm gonna say, okay, what we're gonna do now is I'm actually gonna turn off the public feed. I'm gonna turn off the Facebook page feed and I'm gonna continue answering questions for another 15 to 20 minutes for my uh, members over at Facebook Ads University or my members over at Digital Marketer Engage. And then people are like, well, what's, what's Facebook Ads University? What's Digital Marketer Engage? Bad FOMO. Yeah, so, oh, oh well, that's our great community where we do updates every every month. We have two live webinars twice a month, we do hot seats, blah, 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 blah. We've got recorded, we've got trainings. So you give a little, you know, one minute authentic sales pitch. Um, so you can go check it out there and maybe somebody from your team puts the link in the post or maybe you put the link in the post if you're doing this on your own. And what happens there is important. Your members feel special, right? They feel like, cool, I'm VIP, you know, I get taken care of. Yeah. And this is why both of them, even while both of them are going on. And then the people that aren't members, wanna be members. Yeah. So it's a win-win situation. It's a really cool strategy. Like I said, I gotta give Betty Rocker credit. She's uh, just a little bit smart. If you wanna stay in business, you do have to draw the line somewhere between free and paid. So, you know, in this podcast, we give away everything basically that's the, we don't hold anything back. But I mean, if we were, you know, we had like a paid podcast and like a free podcast, I suppose we would. But the point is you could do basically the same thing. So uh, I think this is actually a fair way to both serve your members who are 
might be paying you a monthly fee, as well as potentially recruit members into that program. It's a great way to increase your yeah. engagement. It's a great way to repurpose content too. Let's say you wanna do more content, do more Facebook Lives like this. Now you have a double whammy. You're giving engagement to your group. We're gonna start doing this. We, I just did, I did one on the 4th of July for our group. It was awesome, it was really cool. And now you can use that recording because the public page, you can actually now run ads to that. You can boost it and you can go into the business manager and you can start running cold traffic to that and warm traffic to that. So watch people like Ty Lopez. You know, yeah, maybe you don't resonate with him. I don't resonate with, with necessarily the way he talks, like his messaging and his, his kind of thing. But I like to learn from his strategies because he's doing like this kind of stuff right. You want to stay on the cutting edge and guys like that. There's a lot of other people that are doing stuff and then put your own spin on it. Stay with your own authentic self and yeah. just look at other strategies and that's it. Yeah. So. I mean, always, I mean, no matter who it is, you can always learn something from somebody, but you can you learn, can a, lot learn a lot from people like that who are, you know, pushing the envelope as far as like this kind of stuff. Like this is really pretty cool. Absolutely. And there's a lot of people doing this that are absolutely crushing it. So that's it. We're going to wrap it up. But once again, hit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast episode number 107 for any resources we mentioned and maybe the video recording of this last part of the recording of the podcast. Other than that, we will talk to you soon. See you next week. See ya. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Grant, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.